Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have with us Raisha Sultana, who is the founder of the Teen Tribune. Hi Raisha. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Raisha. I'm the founder and editor-in-chief at the Teen Tribune. Uh, and hi Dhruti, it's really nice to be here at Opportunist. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of like speak to everyone and get this going. Right. Would you like to introduce yourself a little more, like where you're studying and stuff? Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very, I'm horrible at actually introducing myself. I've realized. Um, but uh, I study. At, I'm in twelfth grade at NPS HSR. I'm a humanities student, student, hoping to um, you know, go get into political journalism in the future. Um, and work with a lot more diverse youth communities. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. And if you want to know anything other, you know, other than the Teen Tribune, I really enjoy doing uh, yoga. I'm a huge foodie um, and into fitness and all of that. So, yeah, that that's a little bit about me. You seem really passionate about journalism because even in the future, you want to do journalism with like focus groups and politics. So how did this come about? Right. Um, I think for me, initially would be just an interest in writing uh i've always kind of really liked writing as um you know initially it was like these really bad po- poems that i would write about like teacups and uh kittens and sunrise you know all of the very cliche poems um but uh, later like i started getting into more um like heavier writing so uh, writing about like um societal problems or things I've observed around me um, and and as I started getting more and more into writing it kind of came in conjunction with with my interest in model UN so when I started participating in months then uh, I kind of was more of uh, you know prone to understanding what the political situation of the world was um, and how different countries um, you know act in in the sort of like uh, political atmosphere so that was really um engaging to me because I had never really uh, understood that aspect like I knew things were happening outside I was not like always very into like the news and you know very like a hyper aware individual I would say but um as, as like I started participating in uh, months I started understanding that there's a world that's really big and um for me the way to kind of understand that was through writing and documenting that um, and yeah, then like, because I really liked the newspaper and uh, just the diversity of a newspaper, the format of journalism and the newspaper in particular was really enticing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say journalism is something that is more of a, like, even not just in a professional capacity for me, it's literally just about um, expressing myself in the way that I know best, which is through writing. But I think even dance is a form of journalism in that way because you're expressing yourself through you know your movements or singing or any any sort of expression as such so how does this idea of the teen tribune come out because you've been writing for a long long time so when did you think that you have to create an organization around it so i think it was um in 2020s when we started and uh, it was early lockdown that I had a lot of time on my hands because I had just finished off uh, finished off my 10th grade boards. And, um, you know, I I wanted to get back into writing because um, after 10th grade boards, I was really like mentally exhausted with all of the studying and the revision and all this, the hype around 
um the boards plus the pandemic so obviously you know it was quite an uncertain time and um i think i'd signed up for like a couple of like writing events and um i joined some other blog as like a uh, a weekly contributor and stuff so slowly i was kind of anyways getting into um my flow of writing again because i had kind of completely cut out from that earlier on uh but then in the pandemic when i uh really started realizing that you know i can get into writing like properly again um i was hit by this dilemma that was what do i write about because earlier i could write about like okay poetry and like um you know like just politics or like i could be very binary in the sense in what i write about but now i kind of realized after um taking this long break that i had a lot of diverse interests uh and i had just gone into yoga and uh, so even spirituality was a thing so you know like a lot of um things were kind of budding interests for me and i wanted to explore that so that's why i felt like a newspaper is the perfect format for it because of just the diversity it encompasses right you have like your political section you have your financial section and your um uh, entertainment and your sports you have literally everything you have like a fun section so it is the perfect way to do it and um even earlier on i really liked the newspaper cuz i used to do the crossword with my friend uh you know in class not listening to the teacher <laughs> uh and doing the crossword so that again uh, was this very sentimental spot for me and also i guess there's the lack of uh, uh supply like i didn't see a teenage newspaper i saw a couple magazines but not a newspaper just for the youth so i thought you know this is an interesting format and let's let let's explore that if you had to this uh you know describe uh, the teen tribune in like one line except what's on your bio what did you say <laughs> oh no you got me there um i would say it's everything that somebody who doesn't fit in could use to finally belong mm. so um yeah it's it's a little bit long but what i'm trying to say basically is that you know um it is really a collection of everything right as i ever as i've stressed enough anyhow but at the end of the day it's for the youth and the youth is a community that while we really we have like these goals and we're goal oriented a lot of times we feel lost and we feel um uh just overwhelmed by the sheer diversity and uh like stuff and confusion and chaos going on in our lives right so um to that end the teen tribune is really just like trying to encapsulate that confusion into like a few pages and in turn hope that it can less confuse people by um showing you know that you know, some people like a lot of people relate to you or or what you're what you're going through um so yeah i think that and obviously like in our bio i think it says it the best like um to you know amplify and accept the adolescent voice and our motto is weekly vocally and yours truly so weekly because well we're a weekly newspaper vocally because we try to be woke i though, though i think that's a little bit of a buzzword nowadays but uh um just that to be aware about what's going on and yours truly because as i said we really are trying to exemplify a community that a lot of times doesn't feel like it belongs right 
Dude, how do you like personalize it or customize it to the youth, especially because I've seen you stress enough on that. So how do you do that? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, so what we try to do firstly is just the way we present our newspaper, right? It's not long. It's not like 30 pages. It used to be 30 pages, but we realized that that doesn't work with the youth. So uh, we cut it short. So it's, it's short, it's crisp. And um, the news itself just doesn't cover too much like of, of the content. Like we have um, the news headlines over, of over a week that are in say three to four pages of the issue. And after that, um, it's like articles or, um, you know, recipes and r- reviews of things that are relevant. So I think it's a, it's a mix of like using news and content that's relevant and presenting it, it in a way that's enticing. So we do themes as well on, on our issues. So, for example, we have themes like Bollywood or we have themes like if it's a season that's going on, like uh, Christmas or uh, Halloween, summer, you know, things like that. And also really vague ones sometimes. Like we did one on ancient Greece. We did one on a box of chocolate. So, um, yeah, we're, like we're all over the place when it comes to themes. Um, but I think that's what's really exciting because it allows the writers firstly to challenge themselves and uh, write about, you know, um, their own sections in a way that's, unique to the theme but at the same time also really captures the teenage audience or the youth audience because of how um i guess uniquely it's presented and how different it is from like the news that they get and probably don't really like um on on the mainstream media right on the mainstream media catching you on that you know there's a lot of news that's very opinionated so how do you try to make it less opinionated like how do you or your writers try to do that yeah again another great question i think um i think like opinions isn't something that we necessarily need to shy away from mm-hmm. um you know as long as they are well-balanced coming from a place of understanding other perspectives and also respectful so um like for so for for the news in particular right what we do is we try to maintain objectivity there wherein where um we try to cite our sources and also just not um you know make any sort of overarching claims about anything that's kind of going on but at the same time um i definitely want to provide a space where the 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 writers and also the readers technically can hear their opinions and write and express their opinions about something that's going on so in the same newspaper we also have a political section like it's called got to say which is more about opinionated writing and um even the uh finance section like even if they are reporting something they can always back it up with some sort of element of their own opinions and um we also have a blog on our website which is more for um you know again opinionated writing wherein you can really write long and write your opinions and uh use digital tools even to to an even greater extent than you can in our newspaper so i think just by uh like not shying away from you know having opinions but just channeling them into different um platforms really helps to maintain objectivity while also not making it like a censorship kind of situation right a newspaper business or like a newspaper weekly uh, for what it takes is very research extensive a very writing extensive uh, sort of thing so how do you like tackle with that right 
you have like a huge team yeah yeah the team is pretty large uh i think it's also to do with uh like schedule and um figuring out how things are kind of going to work and adapting you know as you go so initially we used to have submissions every wednesday and then we shifted it to um tuesdays because people felt like okay, it may one day may sound like a big not like much a big deal but on a weekly basis one day makes a lot of difference so then now we've shifted it to sundays because you know every week anyways you the article is going up on sunday so you submit on sunday so these are like these small changes that we've kind of made when it comes to allowing the writers to have enough time to focus on their work as well as incentivizing good quality production um like i've spoken about this on a couple of other podcasts as well but um the credit system which is basically where we incentivize um content coming in through the quality of the content uh by you know attributing certain amount of number of credits to a good article versus not so good an article plus when they submit it these kind of things like really try to make a system in place plus um really diversifying and having like a distribution of i wouldn't say power but dis- distribution of responsibilities um like the editing team works on say tuesday and wednesday the design team works on wednesday wednesday to saturday um and the writers work the week till sunday right so when you have like the sort of system that's kind of in place then it's it's already um you kind of know who to go to when something is hitched right if suppose the editing is not working then you only target editing because the writers and the designers are doing their work properly like this that's just an example mm. so i think like when it comes to such a research heavy thing uh definitely there are a lot of like uh, operational things that um you know don't work out sometimes and that's something i'm also co- continuously kind of trying to work on improve but at the same time it's also just about how how scheduled can you make a very unscheduled and unruly demographic which is the youth right so um i hope that kind of answers your question right how did you go about the team building process because you said you have a huge team can you give us a number right yeah so i mean i think i'm going to get into trouble because i keep sometimes uh, messing up and missing a few but i think uh, we're at about 65 to 68 if like to give the exact with you um and that's not including people that we have on the tt france team and um one of uh, one other tabloid that is kind of in the works um as well so you know th- that's not including those people but yeah uh, so when it to answer your earlier question about um team building i think initially it was firstly just me right for the first issue uh i was my team i did the website and the design and everything so um that was an experience but then immediately after that if i wanted it to be consistent i knew i had to get a team on board so um it was very i wouldn't say like i would say it's very in, uh, like very organic in the sense literally just whatsapp forwards um like you know this this is happening i'm doing this if you're interested fill this form and um i was really excited because people actually did fill the form uh we got about like 30 35 responses on the form um in like a day after the issue went up right so that was really exciting for me and uh i i looked through it and i was able to kind of a lot responsibilities and we had like a 
whole team uh, sorted in in a week um actually less than a week because they needed time to write and all of that so i think the sunday i published on monday i spoke to all of the individual teams and um you know we kind of got the system in place and everything and we got the first issue up in that week the following week so um that was actually actually really exciting to kind of do it on such a short time frame and hence forth it has really been about um well obviously the same channels like whatsapp and all whatsapp instagram and all they still exist but now it's also more about like mutuals and also people who just like come across the page um who are interested in you know joining um and i think having this sort of uh we have like team members um in us and uh in well in india we have people in chennai and in delhi um and obviously bangalore is our main um, like area so it's 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 a lot about like i think like finding people from different backgrounds uh, to come in and help um and uh what really worked i think in my opinion is uh, splitting powers so earlier when i was kind of handling most of things like delegating all of the responsibilities now i could create a core team which did the uh, did had teams working under them um and they could delegate to them so this kind of like distribution of responsibilities has really worked when it comes to team building and we're always looking to expand like right, right now we're taking a few more people and shuffling teams around um you know reordering and restructuring things so uh yeah it's a continuous process but i think it allows me to meet a lot of different people or of different perspectives so it's one that i'm really grateful for honestly How do you manage a team of sixty-five people? Because even if you're a team of like five people, there are always clashes, uh, either in opinions or like decisions. So how do you like manage a team of sixty-five people? Well, I think it's a lot to do with firstly being clear yourself about what you expect. Um, and you know what you want out of the organization i think that's the reason why i did the first issue entirely on my own because i wanted to really be clear with what i wanted right i couldn't get on a team and then uh just be confused as like what is the team to be and having that first issue as almost a template was um was really a boon uh for the for the forthcoming issues like in essence we've kind of stuck by what we were from the first issue which is a great thing i think um so that already kind of reduces a few clashes when clashes when it comes to opinions because when you don't have a clear definition of what you are um you're you're allowing people to interpret the organization differently every time so that creates a lot of difference in opinions and it also confuses it could confuse me a lot right about like what is the team tribune so um that's like one thing and also i think allowing room for people to like speak to each other rather than just feeling like they've been they've been subdued that's really important um and like what we've done with the writers in particular because of how dynamic the process of writing is is when we have themes like three themes three or four themes every five to six issue right so obviously the uh, the quality of writing will fluctuate to so to kind of um prevent that from happening and also allowing the writers to kind of voice their concerns when it comes to topics uh, we've initiated this process called pitch calls which is basically where in our editors speak to the writers in advance so a month in advance they have the list of themes the list of issues the schedule everything is set and then they speak to the writers understand what they're thinking about what they're going to write about so 
you know, it doesn't have to be like set in stone, but at least it gets the writers thinking in, in the direction of their theme well in advance. So I think um, that's one way to kind of reduce clashes as well, because it allows the writers to, uh, you know, not feel like they've been jumped when it comes to topics. Um, yeah. And other than that, like with the other team members, I think it's about like, again, scheduling and um, having this sort of like responsibility division where I'm, this is something I'm learning also as I go along that just kind of allowing the heads of the teams to handle it. And I just kind of um, go with what they're, you know, getting back to me on. So it, it, it is a lot of like let, letting go. But um, I think it's been rewarding in return because it allows me to focus on the bigger picture and also allows them to uh, exert their own opinions and um, perspectives and actually make it a more diverse space than could be just under my leadership. Let's talk about the name. Why the name, the Teen Tribune? Like the Teen part, I can understand the Tribune part. Okay, funny story, actually. I... I knew I wanted a newspaper. So, you know, I was like, uh, yeah, let's think of like a newspaper name and, you know, all of that. Uh, and I was like researching like, okay, what are, um, you know, like uh, famous newspapers, etc. cetera. Uh, and, I, and I think initially the name that was on the cards was the Youth Chronicles because it's not like super newspaper-y. It's kind of magazine-y to be very honest. But I thought that, oh, you know, it's very like, um, it's very elegant and uh, mysterious almost um and I was very in love with that name but then unfortunately there already exists something called the youth chronicles so um, uh, obviously for legal purposes <laughs> I couldn't get into that and um I wanted again because I wanted to keep it a bit um the like youth based I definitely wanted like the teenager part as you said rightly so um and the tribune part was very uh uh, well, I, I would say random because firstly, it was a combination of Google search. Secondly, I watched this movie wherein um, the actress, like the protagonist was working at the Chicago Tribune. So I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. That's a nice um, name, you know, and um, and, and the, I was debating between the Teen Tribune and the Teen Telegraph. Um, and I just pitched it to my sister and she was like, yeah, you know, Tribune sounds cooler. So go with that. Right. Since you're also in school, how does a day in your life look like being the editor-in-chief of the Teen Tribune? Hmm, I think that's a good question. As a 12th grader right now, I'm uh, a bit swamped with, you know, college applications and all of that. Um, but honestly, like, I think the pandemic has really been a boon for me when it comes to a day in my life, because it allows me to, okay, I say this with regret, but multitask, right? Um, while even like during class and all of that, if I have to, like, I can still listen, but I can still do like stuff that it's not like super, like, um, intellectually consuming, um, you know, like, for example, just like laying out stuff, scheduling, all of that, that's possible to do. And also, um, I switched streams from uh, science to humanities. So that gave me a lot of time to do what I like. So using that time, what my day really looks like is, you know, getting up, um, kind of like getting things going, if I want to exercise, all of that. And, um, you know, then I get to work on, um, like, I really love the reminders app on my phone. I'm obsessed with it, um, which is basically where I, down okay two o'clock this two thirty this um three this and I just like like the schedule I mean I think even if I don't follow it I like just having it so I know it's like a recipe to my day 
uh, and I think it works for me and just having like things that I need to get done and what I've realized for me is um, just I guess having some things that are constant that I do like for example my one hour of say yoga that I will somehow get done or that if not every day then at least you know I like to look at it from a week perspective like look at it from the week like okay week may have three times I have to do then fine like get those done and then don't push it beyond that because then I can do things other things right so it's it's a lot about like I'm figuring this out as I go like not to be so uh, strict strict with myself and a perfectionist and be more moderation based in my approach but at the end of the day my uh, I just kind of like to have at least a minimum of few things ticked off and um, I put like random things on my reminders as well so that I feel happier when I take things off like it could be something like watch 10 minutes of the show that you like or well I'm lying when I say 10 minutes I mean watch like binge watch the entire series in that day um, but yeah I think it's it's a very dynamic day every day is different um, some things that I don't plan for example one conversation with a team member could take a lot longer than I expected um, and I need to be okay with that right so um, it's, it's just about balance I guess um, for me, I think initially the days were a lot heavier when it comes to setting things up and a lot more Zoom calls, etc. But now I think with a great team, I think it's been a bit easier to uh, delegate stuff and have things still going. But, uh, you know, every day is different when it comes to the team tribune. You said you switched streams, right? How did that happen? How did you convince the people around you? I really want to know that. <laughs> A uh, great question, actually. Um, interesting too. So I, um, you know, I mean, I I kind of always been a good performer at school. So I was obviously encouraged to take up science, and um, I had some background in computers as well. Uh, like I did a couple of courses, and um, I just thought that you know that's like an, a fun thing maybe to explore. But I always from within kind of have known that it's not um, like I never saw myself in a nine to five kind of job or um, in a computer industry is just uh, okay. I mean, maybe stereotypical. I'm sure like there are different things that go on in that industry now, but to me, it just didn't seem that appealing to do this for the rest of my life. I know that's a bit too far fetched, but it, it just didn't. So even though I entered into computers um, like PCMC, PCMC, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, even though I entered into, you know, science with comp, but like I, I did it primarily because I was like, Asha, you know, later like options will be there so I can switch whatever I can do. And um, classic Indian attitude, right? <laughs> to uh, stream. Uh, and then I, after two months into science, uh, I was, I mean, I've, I've always been a person who really enjoys learning. Like, I, I really like to learn. I mean, I'm one of those really annoying kids in class who asks questions and, uh, um, you know, pisses off everyone else. Um, and basically those Hermione Granger yeah. annoying people, right? Um, and that part of me was slowly dying in science. Like, I was not feeling encouraged to ask anything because this was not my interest. Secondly, uh. I was feeling like just drained by the end of the uh, end of the day because I was trying to really like the subjects or um, if not trying to like them, I was at least trying to, you know, perform and um, still get my good grades and stuff out of it. 
but that wasn't uh, like even if even if i was performing well it was leaving me drained by the end of it i really couldn't do much else um and i realized that this is just like not sustainable for me and um i i and i realized that you know i don't want to do this at all like i don't want these options that science is offering me so um i kind of just spoke to my parents yeah it was a bit of a uh tussle there like not so much i would really like really thank my parents for being super duper supportive um and it was in september and i just spoke to my parents and they asked me a couple times like why because i was performing well and everything but they understood you know that i was just not having it in science um and my mom was particularly like a uh, question like um, what's the word like doubtful mm. um of of me going into going into any other stream because she always thought that you know if you have this acumen you should be able to do it and all of them my parents are in yeah. business so for them uh they're like oh you know computers like you'll earn well also and it's it's like this whole thing right so and i just told her that you know i probably i'm just going to i'm not going to be happy here and also i don't know how long i'll be able to sustain doing well also uh you know cuz as i said like i'm just not feeling encouraged to learn in this environment um and my teachers were really supportive like my principal was really supportive she uh so we have like i'm an nps so we have branches so my branch didn't offer humanities so one other branch does the hsr layout branch so we just um spoke to their their principal and she really understood and was really accommodative and i was already 2 months late into the semester but um i think also what really helped was because i had to some extent a genuine reason it wasn't because i was you know failing or flunking in science that i wanted to switch it was and i'm not saying if you are and you want to switch that's a bad reason but for me i think this level of credibility was higher simply because i knew that this is just not it for me and um yeah i switched and i would definitely say it's been one of the best decisions of my life like i know it sounds like cliche but honestly like it has given me so many so many doors open i would say as opposed to thinking you know everything is shut off but um it, it's lovely yeah right my last question of this segment uh, what has the teen tribune taught you it's been like a year right more than a year so what have you learned through the journey so many things honestly i think i learn more every day but uh i think the biggest thing it has taught me is the value of thinking um you know not just for myself like obviously i i get this sort of thrill when i speak to people about the teen tribune or um or when i speak to even just my team and we are ideating and we're thinking together it's just like putting our minds together and trying to find these solutions to small problems it could be something like um you know our last uh, post got uh a lot more engagement and this one didn't is there a reason in terms of content um or um you know how do we how do we streamline the process of getting in emails better on our uh, inbox right so small problems but just really thinking that's what it's it's taught me the most because there's just so much scope to engage yourself you know like i'm i'm very guilty of um whiling away time uh doing you know like well, relative <laughs> yeah unimportant stuff uh netflix napping all of that but um 
what 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 I've realized through the Teen Tribune is that it's okay to do all those things as long as you have something that you're doing that's stimulating you really. And uh, that's what the Teen Tribune has really given me because every day I'm, I try, it, it helps me be a bit more creative. Um, you know, I, I really do enjoy like just these new skills, random skills that you don't pick up. Like for example, website design, right? I I never had that much of like, sure, I did a few computer courses, but nobody taught me how to make a page look pretty or um, how to make it the most user-friendly, right? But these are skills you just kind of pick up um, as you go along. And all of that underlies thinking. And um, I think at the end of the day, that's what the T-Tribune has really shown me. And it's also shown me how other people think which is always a positive because um, you kind of step out of this bubble that you've built around yourself and your own thoughts. Um, and I think it's Loki made me a nicer person. I was a bit intimidating and probably you may have, if you speak to people, you may not hear, but um, I was always told that I'm a bit intimidating and probably a bit um, straightforward um, in ninth and 10th. But I think now, because I speak to so many different people um, on, on a much more regular basis, it's allowed me to be a lot more sensitive as well um, to what other people are thinking and to the way other people think. Uh, I think I said the same thing twice, but yeah. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, we all know how much you love design. So pe- uh, people who don't know that, you can go check out the Project C live. So Raisha really loves design. Oh yeah, definitely. I think you should see some of the posts I've designed. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, every day something to learn. Yeah. So this is the new segment, uh, which I've talked to you about, uh, Me To You, which, where you recommend your favorite books, uh, music and so on. So first, which is your favorite book? Hmm, okay, so I thought about this question a lot and I tried to come up with like a smart answer and everything. Um, but uh, I don't know if you've read the book, The Namesake by Jhumpa Lahiri. I've seen the um, movie, I've not read it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like this book about, you know, this um, Bengali guy trying to like rebel against his culture and then finally kind of coming to terms with it. Um, And I think the reason why I kind of really uh, like that book is because of how synonymous it is with just the entire teenage experience, you know, like you're just kind of rebelling against the fact that you're growing up, but you still want to grow up. Um, And in some places you feel like you've grown up but in some places you don't. So it's just this whole huge tussle between you and your identity. And um, that book really showed me the value of like finding your your individuality within your homogeneity. Like in a sense, you know, you are a teenager. There are, or for in, in in the book's case, he is Bengali, but he can be a Bengali and do a lot of things. So you know, it's, it's just about kind of discovering the end, which is really fun and exciting. And I think that's what the Teen Tribune also is, like a way to kind of be everything, as I said, all at once. Um, so yeah, that book. And, you know, otherwise, like I really, really like um, Aragon. I don't know if you've read it. Um, the Inheritance series, it's basically about this boy and a dragon and, you know, this fantasy series. So that's another one of my favorite series. I really like it because how, of how articulately it's written. It's like, one of those fantasy books that you read and you're like, oh, wow, that's like a good read. You know, it makes you feel also like stimulated. Um, 
so aside from that i really like that oh and sorry i, I have like a, a lot of interests but um i love agatha christie like absolutely yeah. absolutely love agatha christie that's like my anytime pick me up like i could read murder on the orient express any time of the day so yeah right your favorite quote my favorite quote hmm so this is something i live by and it's basically it's i i don't know maybe a bit cliche but i i genuinely live by this it's if i die right now do i die happy so what that basically means to me so a lot i spend a lot of time honestly like okay fine i'm not that old and all but uh, you know even then um formative years like 14 13 14 15 all of these years i spend a lot of time just kind of struggling with myself and um like just struggling with like how i live my life regularly anyhow and what i've kind of realized is that i was focusing a lot on a lot of trivial things and then like one day i think somebody either told this to me or i read this somewhere or i don't know you know it's it's some it's one of those thoughts that you don't know where it came from but it just kind of happened and i realized that yeah you know if i did die right now there would be a lot of regrets for me um and 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 that kind of brought me to this place of realization where i was like i am the only one in my life who can control that right mm. how i feel and how i react to um my regrets and every all of my experiences so what 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 happened then was like this transition i guess and i think it's it's still a transitioning phase i'm still kind of coming to terms with um i guess the weight of that statement but um it it has definitely made me more sensitive to what really matters like now i'm a lot more willing to um go out for dinner with my parents spontaneously instead of staying home and studying if i don't really have to um or i'm a lot more like prone to having like stimulating conversations about the most random things with the most random people without attaching some sort of judgment do it you know i wouldn't say i'm perfect at doing it yet i'm not at all i still have these days where i'm like probably not a great version of myself but it's all about like every day how can i try a little bit better and um and and i think that has really taken me towards the shift of not just high achievement and high uh, goal setting but also to really appreciate the tiny tiny things that happen every day um and yeah i think that's a quote that i really really value your favorite song or playlist mm so we have a lot of playlists that the teen tribune creates um uh, which are nice i don't create them because i have been told i have horrible music taste <laughs> so i don't um but i personally like those and i'm a huge um fan of you know all of these bollywood like 2010 type bollywood songs um like uftari ada and uh you know ilahi and all of these like they're very they're like my vibe more than i don't know recent like nowadays songs um but at the same time i think playlist wise uh I, can i say like a podcast if that's okay? yeah, sure, sure. so um firstly like have you i don't know if you've checked out like again the teen tribunes um podcast issue it was like in june 
So okay. we did an entire issue, which was a podcast. So how we did it was um, all of the articles, the writers also recorded themselves reading it. And um, it was themed on Pride Month. And I just felt like that was such a perfect way to kind of really unite people because not everybody reads, especially not teenagers, not every teenager reads. So having this sort of space where you could listen to what people are thinking about acceptance and self-love and um, also like, you know, uh, identity and sexuality, all of these things was really special, I think. Um, and that issue is definitely hands down one of my favorite, favorite issues. We've done like what, 56. So really that is um, a very special issue. And I, I also collaborated on that article with Shorya, who I, we did a live with, a really nice live with earlier. Um, so it, it was like a, a very nice experience, that podcast. And other than that, I really like um, the like the BBC news, the global news. So basically it's this uh, podcast where they just kind of like, tell you the headlines but they do it by like telling you um like they put in excerpts from interviews and you can hear the person speak you know whoever is the stakeholder and I think that's a very engaging way of um sharing opinions and more than opinions obviously it's a lot more objective but it's a lot about um like really engaging somebody who's listening so these are like the two um podcasts that I really like and obviously I'm a bit more uh uh, partial to the Teen Tribune podcast. Right. I have two more questions which I just added, like looking at your passion towards newspapers. So your favorite newspaper doesn't have to be a daily. It can be weekly. Except Teen yeah. Tribune. <laughs> but, yes. I really like uh, the, Black, the Bangalore Mirror. Um, it's like the tabloid size newspaper. It's not too long. It covers pretty much everything. It has a great crossword, which I love doing. Uh, so definitely the Bangalore Mirror. It's also just like this whole huge memory for me. I used to take it to school because it's so tiny. And uh, I used to like flip through the news. It has a lot of like shitty news as well, like, in the sense, uh, you know, like all the entertainment news and all also is there. So it covers everything. It keeps you entertained for a solid hour. So I really love that. Um, I am trying to get into the Times of India, but it's just like, it's a little of a heavy read. And um, every day, it, yeah, it gets a bit difficult to do every day. So that's why I've kind of started gravitating towards like podcasts and all when it comes to news. Um, but yeah, I think the, the Bangalore Mirror, just of the sentimental quality and how cute it is. I used to carry the week to um, uh, the school every, every week. I okay. like, read it during, new, uh, during the travel time. The right. last question of the segment for you is, who is your favorite journalist? Like the anchor or like a writer? Mm, good, good question. Uh, I think I really like, I really liked Nidhi Razdan actually. She was like um, very articulate when it comes to like uh, presenting and, and honestly you do it very in a compelling way as well. Um, but there was this whole, whole scandal, right? That she got like, she got catfished by somebody uh, who made her think that she's been invited to teach at Harvard, but she didn't actually. So she left her job at NDTV, but she didn't actually uh, get into teaching at Harvard. So that was like a whole scandal, um, which made me like, maybe look at her a bit differently. But I mean, I would still like really testify with her journalistic skills. Um and other than that, I also really like um, like Chris Hedges. He is this uh, New York Times columnist. He, he's very, uh, 
he's a bit of a socialist i'll give you that but he's very into uh, like sentimental as well as objective writing and i think that's a really tricky thing for a journalist to do because you have to be really objective about the the facts that you're reporting but making it humanized by uh, speaking to stakeholders by speaking to um people and actually showing their opinions without kind of downplaying it i think that's that really takes a very strong um writer to do so that's uh, so chris hedges is one of um, another favorite of mine and obviously i think shashi tharoor is just everyone's favorite right he's yeah. just um so articulate so well spoken and um just like gives you all these gentlemanly vibes and you're like yeah you know i'm here for it so <laughs> him oh right. sorry last one i think fade is susa like now she's become so famous yeah, yeah. um the instagram journalist i think i think what she she does a good job of um pandering to like common appeal i think she makes news accessible which is always a great thing right that's what the teen tribune does as well so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's what the teen tribune does as well so <laughs> check out the teen tribune <laughs> okay that was an amazing segment my last question to you is what is your word of advice to anybody who is starting out in the journalism sector or like business hmm i think firstly start but before you start plan like figure out what you want to do and do it in a way that only you can do it so like you know there are so many organizations that come up and i that's a great thing but at the end of the day not a lot of or not a lot of them sustain themselves and the reason they don't sustain themselves in my opinion is because there's just not a lot of clarity from the person who started it as like what are they trying to achieve um or you know what do they want to do and how can they do it better than anyone else has done it before so i think when you are planning to do something even if it's not an original idea right even if it's like a blog or um something that everyone has done like a newspaper isn't like the most original idea it's not like a cure to cancer or something right i mean um but there's always something special about you and something only you can do in that very unoriginal thing that makes it the most original thing ever um and honestly i think you don't really have to change chase originality uh that's okay it doesn't have to be the most original thing as long as you are getting what you want to get out of it initially so before you start figure out what you want to get out of it and what you want it to be and at every step of the way try to see is it is that action fulfilling those two criteria that you had highlighted in the beginning so yeah, i have another question because we have spoke about it like a lot of times in the entire interview in the entire podcast but we have not actually spoken about it a lot so how do you get that point of clarity on what you actually want to do with your organization or whatever you're doing because you've spoken about it a lot so i just want to touch on that Yeah I think that's a great and fair question. I think for me it's a lot about just kind of getting in a little bit more engagement. It's something we kind of struggle with, but kind of understanding the fact that the 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 media is a positive tool. It has always been a positive tool and to use it in that way. So as such it's for me the aim at the end of the day is just kind of making the youth a little bit more active not only as in politics or in the news but just in general we do a lot of the social media activism the tribune is on social media too 
I'm not saying social media is a bad thing. Mm. All I'm trying to say is that we need to kind of steer away from this attitude of being all talk and no action. Um, mm. So that's that's really like it's just a level. It's just a question of engagement, and I'm not even saying engagement needs to be okay. I wrote an article about climate change, and I'm going to the COP twenty six tomorrow. It doesn't have to be something like that. It can just be something very small, like I read this article and I thought about it, and I thought about it in a way that's not somebody else's thoughts, not derivative, but I thought about it. Mm. So you know, just kind of sparking thinking. and thereby sparking action i think that's what the interview is really trying to do and um by getting in more people more perspectives more communities cultural communities i think that's really important when it comes to the news because everything has so many perspectives and it would be a shame to let those perspectives kind of go to waste um i hope that kind of answers your question i don't know if it's like directed enough Yeah, yeah. Um, totally answers our question. Answers my question, and we actually have to do a part two because so many other questions are like popping up in my mind while you're talking because we covered so many stuff, and but still there's so much more left because the Dean Tribune is like a huge, uh, organization where you're doing a lot of stuff. So we we'll do a part two soon. Oh please, I would love that, and I would love to know about you know opportunists and all of your work as well. I think you've spoken to so many people, um, and uh, it's always. I think I love speaking to people who have also spoken to a lot of people because you have some the the best conversations with them because you know at the end of the day right everything you speak to with another person is always going to be kind of like bounced from another person if that makes sense hmm. like the entire construct of language is basically people someone else's thoughts as well right I know it's kind of messed up but that's just how it is um, so that's why like I I would love to really speak to you and. uh maybe hear what you've learned from all of these different conversations i'm sure that would make a great great um episode as well as just a an an hour or how many ever hours i talk a lot by the way uh for um us so definitely just let me know whenever this was a very very amazing episode thank you so much raisha this was great oh thank you so much dhruti i loved loved coming here